From the magnificent Midwest, it's the Suzanne Benker Show, where men and women are equal in value but wildly different by nature. Join us here every week when we have unfiltered conversations about love and marriage, work and family, and everything in between. If you need some confirmation, some affirmation, or some inspiration, you have landed in the right place. This podcast is all about exposing the false cultural narratives that are undermining your ability to be successful in love. Today, we're going to discuss six ways husbands can win their wives' hearts and get great sex to boot. But first, just two quick reminders. Number one, if you'd like to become a subscriber of The Suzanne Banker Show and get all the free goodies that come along with that, including free ebooks and an advanced release of this podcast, just go to SuzanneBanker.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you don't know, we have a Facebook fan page for listeners of The Suzanne Banker Show. So if you'd like to commiserate with other listeners, you can do that by joining our group on Facebook. Just type in The Suzanne Banker Show private group and it should come right up. And now on with the show. Today's episode is specifically for husbands or for men in general, really. So if you have sons, please consider sharing this with them. Uh, Adult sons, I should say, or young adult sons. And if you're a wife who's listening to this, I suspect when you hear it, you're going to want to be desperate to share it with your husband. Um, So please feel free to do that. And if you're the husband whose wife has passed this episode on to you, I hope you will hear it in the spirit with which I'm sure it was intended. So you may have noticed, and I'm completely kidding here, that women today bear little resemblance to your mothers and grandmothers. And those of you who've been married for a while also know that love is not enough for a marriage to thrive. There is so much more to being a husband, just like there's so much more to being a wife, than you could have known. And this is especially true these days. Because back in the day, earning a living was the bulk of what was expected of men. Let's face it. I mean, that's that's just the way things were for actually good reason at the time. But this is no longer the case. If you want that life, where that's all that's expected of you, and you can find a woman who agrees to that, more power to you. But that will not be the case for most men, and it certainly won't be the case for your sons. So the question is, how can men navigate this new terrain where the rules of love and gender roles have changed so dramatically? In 2017, I wrote a book for women called The Alpha Female's Guide to Men and Marriage. And I wrote that for women who tend to like to be in control for whatever reason, and who have been groomed to chuck their, let's say, feminine proclivities and to become their own providers and protectors. From my vantage point, most women today fall into this camp. That's who they've largely become for more than one reason, whether it was their upbringing or the culture or whatever. And the, and the truth is it makes for a very difficult road when it, comes to, when it comes to sustaining a marriage or relationship because they're moving against the biological tide rather than with it. Because ultimately what this woman who 
cannot be vulnerable or has trouble letting go of control is essentially saying to her man is, I don't trust you. And without trust, a relationship will always fail. So most of you know that that's what I've been helping women with for years. Unfortunately, helping them embrace their softer side and learn to trusting and learn how to trust men <clears throat> isn't enough. Because as many women will tell you, I mean, younger women especially, there aren't enough, I don't know what you'd say, fully grown men these days out there who have retained their masculine identity throughout all of this change that has occurred over the past half century. Which, when you think about it, it makes perfect sense. As men, you all have been just as influenced by the culture as women have to believe in the concept of sexual equality. Some of you truly believe women want to be in control and want to be their own providers and protectors and have thus stepped aside to provide the path for them to do so. This is especially true the younger men are, which is why if you are older and you've been married a while, you'll want to pass this episode on to your sons. Many men tend to do this out of deference to women. And they don't realize how this approach to their relationships will come back to bite them. Because despite what you've been told, the vast majority of women, once they become wives and mothers, don't, in fact, want to be their own providers and protectors. And therein lies the rub. Because the truth is, prior to becoming wives and mothers, women, let's face it, they feel very much like comrades in the world of men because they're living identical lives. In fact, women are surpassing men when it comes to school and career. So why would men think of women as any different, as being any different from themselves? But if you're a man who wants to get married and have a family and you want to be successful, or if you're already married and you want to be more successful with the marriage you do have, you have to learn how to be married how to be a husband, because just loving your wife isn't going to be enough. There's so much more to being a husband than that. Again, just as there's so much more to being a wife, I'm focusing today exclusively on men, on husbands. So I don't, please don't email me and tell me how I didn't um, talk about women and, and their role in all of this, because that's literally what I do for a living. <clears throat> There's a book out called This is How Your Marriage Ends by Matthew Frey, who wrote a blog post in 2016 that some of you might recognize. It went viral and it was entitled, She Divorced Me Because I Left Dishes by the Sink. And feel free to either Google that when you're done here or pause this and go Google it. It'll probably jog your memory because it, you know, it made quite a stink at the time. And of course, the gist of that was that she, you know, the wife didn't divorce him. His wife didn't divorce him literally because she, he left dishes by the sink. It's, it's much more complicated and deep than that. 
So, so this, so this author, Matthew Frey, who wrote this uh, blog post has, like I said, written a book now. It's just, it's out now. This is how your marriage ends. And he decided to take that concept and create a book out of it. And of course, several years have passed since he wrote that and he is divorced now. And he's, you know, there's a lot of men and I keep up with the men who do this because it's not uh, frequent, uh, who've, uh, uh, who've gotten divorced, whose wives left them or whatever, and they have gone on a soul searching journey as to what happened and why. And several of them have come away with um, some really great messaging for, for men. In this particular book, this particular author, Matthew Frey, um, there's there's good and bad from this book. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because he does put the onus entirely on men without acknowledging biological differences at all and without addressing the social changes that have occurred at all. Plus he's buddied up with a lot of feminists. So the book is very lacking in scope, but you know, I don't believe in throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I take what I can get from what I read and I don't dismiss them just because of something I don't agree with. He talks a lot about um, being children of divorce. And again, he's talking about men specifically, but of course this applies to men and women and how those folks are pretty much shooting blanks. They've never seen a marriage in action. They just have no idea what they're doing when it comes to being married for that reason, which is not to say that if your children, if your parents were married, um, that you necessarily have a lock on it either because it depends on their marriage, but certainly children of divorce are absolutely at a loss if their parents didn't remarry and, and do so in a way that, you know, demonstrated what a marriage should look like, which is very rare. So he acknowledges that, that men are kind of lost as to how to be husbands. But the bulk of it that I really liked was his, his observation that so few divorces happen as a result of a singular event. You know, when people get divorced, we love to say what happened. Like you're like, you can come in on a marriage years later, hear one thing that happened. This person's alcoholic. This person had an affair, you know, and think that you've got it figured out. There's just no way you do. Um, I say this as someone who was divorced in her twenties, as some of you may know. There's almost always years, months or years of events or things that have occurred over time that have not been addressed. And he refers to them as death by a thousand cuts. And I completely agree with that, that that's probably how most marriages or relationships fail is death by a thousand cuts, those things that don't get said, which I talked about last week on the how to <clears throat> on my episode about how to embrace marital conflict. If you're avoiding it, you you can you can bet it's 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 gonna fail. So all of which is to say, while it's great to have a book for women about how to be wives, which as I said I wrote in 2017, it is no less important that men receive guidance on how to be husbands. And I don't think men get this at all. As a relationship coach, I can't help but notice, and you guys will 
find this funny, a striking difference in the intake forms that I receive from husbands and wives. When the woman fills it out, <laughs> it's really super long. <laughs> it goes on and on and on and on about everything that's happening in the relationship. Then I get the ones from the husbands. What do you think it says? <laughs> I'm not getting any sex. You know, basically it goes, it, it has something to do with, he's just, they're not having sex. And this happens over and over and over. And when you see it, it's very striking, obviously, because it, instead of getting mad about it, it's, it's clearly a different way. It's, it's proving the difference between men and women right there in black and white that, you know, a lot of people will think, you know, the culture will view this as some sort of deficiency on the part of men that they don't go deeper than the sex or whatever. But the state of a couple's sex life is actually a reasonable, it's a tangible manifestation of the health of the relationship. So it's a reasonable um, observation on his part. These men aren't clueless. They're recognizing that something has, has gone off the rails. Now, the problem, of course, is that typically speaking before the sex goes, there's a lot of stuff ahead of time that he wasn't aware of and that he doesn't know. And so that <clears throat> that's where the disconnect is. Because when I see these intake forms and the women are, are laying all these things out, I guarantee you, well, I know from working with them is that a lot of the men don't, you know, either they weren't aware of it or they were aware of it, but they didn't know how to get on top of it. And so it went on too long and then the sex falls away. So the sex is really never the problem. It's like money. Money and sex are both great barometers of the overall marital picture. And if a couple is aligned in these two areas, they're generally doing well. And if they're not aligned in these two areas, it means you need to pay attention and do something about it. And the problem is, of course, when you're not paying attention or doing anything about it, or you're trying and you're not getting anywhere, and then eventually, you know, there's blowups. So now I want to talk, well, not now. Now I'm talking directly to the married man who's not getting sex or who feels a dramatic shift in this arena from when you and your wife were first married. Keeping in mind, of course, that it's perfectly normal for sexual patterns to change over time. So I'm not talking about, I'm basically talking about if your sex life is in the toilet or if you're really unhappy about it. Rather than go into a state of depression over it, or worse still, blame your wife, ask yourself what you are doing or not doing that is likely bringing about this undesired result. Because the single best way to improve your marriage, guys, is to cease the blame and to look in the mirror. None of us can ever go wrong with this approach because if we look inward and change whatever's not working and we're still not getting results, that tells us a lot more than we know now. Because once you've done your part, which is all you can do, and it and then if it doesn't work, once you've improved and changed and you are doing your part, then you'll know your next step. You'll be much clearer about what's happening. That's why blame never works. You just simply have to stay focused on yourself. Number four, this is a huge one, probably the biggest. I don't know why I listed it number four, but that's what I did. Listen and be open to anything she has to say without becoming defensive. 
Let me explain why this is so important. When she feels that she can come to you with absolutely anything, even things that are hard, and you receive it and own it, it makes you a rock for her feelings and emotions. Like you are not swayed. You can handle anything she dishes out. And that is sexy. That is extremely sexy. She will respect you and feel like she can depend on you when you are a rock for her emotions and feelings. If you get upset, if you lash out, if you get defensive, if you cry back, if you, you know, if, if she can move you in that way, um, you've lost her. So the defensiveness is, is, is really huge. And, and I'm, 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 it's hard, you know, and I'm not saying that women aren't capable of being defensive. They are, but again, we're just talking about you right now. You just need to focus on making sure you're doing or not doing these things. That's all you can do. And it's not going to happen overnight. Um, but it, it is the answer to what you're struggling with. I can, I can guarantee you that in your relationship. Um, the defensiveness really has, has to do with getting control of your own emotions and how you're feeling and your anxiety levels when you get upset. And that's, again, for you to control, not for her. Number five, never stop romancing her. Again, think back to what you were doing when you were dating. Pay attention to how you look, how you behave. Date her as if she were your girlfriend. Dress nice. Open the car door. Pay attention to her. Undivided attention, all that stuff. Don't stop that. Um, women, you know, there's a reason why they are the ones who absorb all the rom-coms. And older women are just as susceptible as younger women. They love rom-coms. They love romance. They love that feeling of being romanced. And if you stop, it's sort of like a muscle that needs to be exercised over a long period of time. You, you just can't stop. You have to keep it going. Um, otherwise, she will feel bored and lonely and she won't want, she'll, she will want excitement in that way. So romancing is, is not to be um, forgotten or dismissed. And number six is really big, um, probably the biggest, more than the defensiveness. Don't follow, lead. You have to be a leader. That's just, there's just no other way of putting it. When you don't lead, you put your wife in the position of feeling like your mother. And then she'll act like your mother. So if you feel like your wife treats you like a child, rather than looks up to you with admiration and respect, instead of getting mad or blaming or, or getting depressed over it, look at your own behavior. I'm not suggesting it's okay for her to behave in that manner. What I'm saying is that every action produces a reaction. So if you want a different reaction, you have to have different behavior. Focus on yourself and have and change your own behavior. Are you leading? 
or are you following? And you know the difference. The, the difference is, are you asking permission? Are you looking for her to do, you know, make all the choices? And um, are you checking in with her or are you leading? Are you saying, here's what I want. Here's what we're going to do. What do you think of this? I'm not saying to, I'm, you know what I mean by leadership. I've talked about this before. I'm not talking about being a, a being tyrannical. I'm talking about simply leading and leading means taking things off her plate so she doesn't have to do them. And, and, and if you want her to be more receptive, you have to be able, she has to know that you're going to lead her in order for her to have something to be receptive toward. It's no different when I tell wives not to nag. Um, if they stop nagging, they're going to get a different result from you, right? It's the same thing, but in reverse. Every reaction Sorry, every action produces a reaction. So if you change your action, you're going to get a different reaction. So I'm going to list those six things again, okay? Number one, say what you mean and mean what you say. Number two, show up. Number three, look her in the eyes with no distractions when you're having a conversation. Four, listen and be open to anything she has to say without becoming defensive. Five, never stop romancing her. And number six, which should really be number one, don't follow, lead. If you focus on these six things, you will change your relationship. You will. And is it hard to do these things? Sure. Of course it is. is if, if it's not your natural way, is it going to take time? Yeah, absolutely. But I guarantee you these things will ultimately fix what you're, what, what, um, you're missing in your relationship. And as a final note, I wanted to also say that you husbands need to keep up with their appearance too, just as much as wives do. We don't hear a lot about this because during the dating stage, it's all, you know, men look for beauty and women look for status. And that's true. But women are just as human as men when it comes to sexual attraction and spouses have an obligation to keep up with their physical appearance, at least if the goal is to have a good sex life. You don't have to look like a model. You just have to put the same effort into your appearance as you did when you were dating. So this kind of goes without saying. I'm making, you know, I just wanted to throw that in there. I saved it at the end because... I mean, I saved it for last because the six things that I talked about above are way more important than your physical appearance. I mean, presumably the attraction was there in the beginning or you wouldn't be together and, and nobody's changed that dramatically. Uh, you know, both people typically will gain the weight over time and things will start to sag and whatever. But if you, as a husband, have the lock on these six things above, I guarantee you your wife will want to have sex with you because what's happening is that you're garnering respect. And a woman has to respect you in order to have sex with you, or at least the kind of sex you want. Marital sex tends to fall away slowly over time, not usually because of the way a person looks, but because of the, these small exchanges that occur over a long period of time and don't get addressed. Like I said, again, from last week's episode, the whole avoidance thing, which is a kiss of death for marriage. So if you're not exhibiting the six behaviors above. And in addition to that, no one's talking about what's happening. It's just a matter of time before the relationship fails. 
It's so easy to fall in love and get married. I mean, seriously, there's just nothing much to it, right? I am so much more concerned with what happens to the relationship after you say I do, after you say I do. And the number one way to succeed is to focus on yourself and your own behaviors, not on your wife's. Because chances are she's responding to whatever you're bringing to the table. I've told women this same thing for years, that when you behave differently, you get a different response. And it's no different for men. Anytime someone in a relationship changes his or her behavior, he or she is going to get a different response. It's guaranteed. So that's ultimately where your power lies as a husband. Not in complaining about what your wife is or isn't doing but in staying focused on your own behaviors. Stay focused on these six things. And if you need any help with them, anything I've laid out in this episode, I'm always here. Just go to SuzanneBanker.com forward slash coaching. And that wraps up today's episode. Please share this podcast with at least one friend or family member you think would enjoy it. And don't forget to leave us a review on whatever platform you're now using. Finally, you can always reach me at Suzanne at the SuzanneBankerShow.com. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week.